On today's episode, we hear from Mike McGee with Code Now. Code Now is a nonprofit that teaches high school students how to solve meaningful problems through coding by teaching them the tools to make the world a better place through technology, design, and business. Over the past few months, charities across Chicago have come together for a competition unlike any other. Focus. Your organization could do 100 things, and they could all be wonderful. Focus on two. They'll each have three minutes to convince a panel of business and civic leaders that they have the vision and passion to create lasting change. On the line, funding and exposure to 300 Chicago area business, civic, and nonprofit leaders. The missions are real. The advice is real. And most importantly, so is the money. I'm Jesse Batend, and this is Fast Pitch. It's March 2011. A college friend and I had just spent a year teaching ourselves how to code. While we learned how to build apps, the thing we learned the most was how hard it was for beginners to learn how to code on their own. So we built a beginner-focused, in-person coding school called the Starter League. Our first class was actually across that hallway seven years ago. Between 2011 and 2016, we taught over 1,500 adults how to code, get tech jobs, and start companies. While we were successful, we noticed two things. One, we taught a lot of white dudes, so diversity was an issue. Two, while we were teaching adults, uh, we get high school after high school bombard us about teaching their students how to code. So after we sold the Starter League in 2016, a friend approached us about leading Code Now, a national nonprofit focused on teaching high school students how to problems with technology. We jumped at the opportunity. Not only would we have the chance to teach younger people, we would uh, have the chance to teach students where diversity and inclusion was the number one priority. Out of 2,000 graduates at Code Now, 49% are women. Over 60% are black and Latinx, and over 75% come from low socioeconomic uh, backgrounds. So CodeNow sounds awesome, but how is CodeNow different from the sea of nonprofits teaching kids how to code? There's two ways. One, while CodeNow is in our name, we go beyond coding. We teach our students design, entrepreneurship, and problem solving. Two, we prioritize in-depth education over introduction. Through in-person workshops, online training, weekend hackathons, and summer app challenges, our students get over 200 hours of software development training. When CodeNow's students want to go to college, they're getting into Stanford, Harvard, Northwestern. When they want to get tech jobs, they're landing positions at Amazon, Google, and Bloomberg. But have you seen high school students these days? They want a little bit more than getting into great schools and getting jobs. They're focused on solving issues of social justice, criminal justice, sustainability, homelessness, quality, education, and more. If you believe that adults have screwed up this world and you want to hand over the reins to our youth, here's how you can help. CodeNow is in the middle of a $100,000 fundraising campaign to help hundreds of CPS students learn in our immersive tech program. If you want to invest in the future of our students, you can talk to me after the presentations, or if you can't wait, you can go to codenow.org slash donate to give right now. My name is Mike McGee. I'm the Managing Director of Code Now, and thank you for the opportunity to share our mission. Ah, take a timer. Wow. Get it. So Mike reminds me 
of the winner of the first year, Jason, who came out the first pitch extremely strong, just such a great, easygoing style, very easy to listen to. I thought Mike wasn't as on his game uh, this time. Um, and even so, I, I just see him taking that same trajectory. So I think he's a huge contender uh, to win this. Um, and I, I just felt like he wasn't he wasn't as focused on it this time as he was last pitch. Oh, what plays into that? But I totally agree with you. I th- it could be that he had a hard day. It could be that his coaches made him completely rewrite what he wanted to say. Maybe he likes to be more off the cuff. Uh, I had him as my my quote unquote winner the first day. So I agree with you. He he's just naturally really good. He's sort of. He's, he attracts you to himself, to his concept. And in addition to be having great stage presence, he's talking about a really cool organization that is solving real problems, but in a in a modern, fun, cool way. It, I mean, it's interesting stuff to talk about and, and to listen to. And, and so I think we're all motivated, even in the name code now. We wanna we wanna help. We wanna know more about that. Totally. Uh, but uh, you know. He lost us yesterday. I mean, he, look, he's not even at, at, even if he has a hard day, he's still good. Yeah, but, but exactly. He, but he wasn't what we saw that first time, and I think you're right. It's going to be a question of can he make it his natural style. I did like that he took uh, Alejandra's suggestion and said and actually distinguished Code Now from all the other coding organizations. So that was good. But he just he has to go get back to that passion and that comfort with what he's saying. I also thought, if I remember right, he added uh, a lot more background on why he got to the position that he's in. And I thought it all made complete sense. And it was really, um, it was powerful that he had made the decision to go and, and work in the nonprofit space. Interestingly, though, I didn't feel it as much when he shared, like, we, you know, sometimes we say you got to dig in and tell us more about why you're doing what you're doing. And somehow, maybe because he's so good naturally on his feet, once he started to do that, I started to lose him. Totally. It's so funny because he started down that path. I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. Forgot it was a fast pitch. And I thought he never tied it up at the end. Yeah. Why, why even maybe include that, it? Maybe that was it. Maybe it yeah. just wasn't the tie. Yeah. So I think, first of all, Mike is just cool. Like, yeah. there is, <laughs> it, I think what you guys were trying to say with yes. a lot of words is Mike is cool. And <laughs> He is comfortable on stage. He's comfortable in front of people. Um, you described him as like a, a calmness or something, and that's really there. He's pitching, but he doesn't feel anxious. Mm-hmm. He just feels like he's here and he's doing his thing. And that's kind of a like, you almost can't teach that. You know, that's just part of who he is as a person. So a couple of really interesting things about Mike. His first pitch, which obviously listeners won't have heard, happened just a few days after the Parkland shooting. And he began his pitch with a reference to the Parkland shooting. And then in the room, we had someone who said... I don't remember what you said last time, but I remember being a lot more moved last time. And I wasn't not inspired, but I wasn't moved. So I don't know what you dropped, but I remember thinking... The whole Parkland shooting thing. Yes, but that was... (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure what you changed about your pitch, but I wasn't as moved. And I'm wondering if... Using Parkland as his first pitch, really strong emotional hook, did that set him up 
almost at a disadvantage where coming in with round two, he didn't have a really strong social. Does he need to find a different yeah. social I, connection? I think it's a great point. Um, uh, it's a great point, but I don't think, interestingly, because it, it is often the problem, interestingly for him, if he says it the way, if he sets it up the way he set it up the first time, he can do it differently every time and still yeah. have the impact. I mean, maybe it's not Parkland, but, but it is, he said something like, we give these kids the ability to code and have impact, to use coding to have impact on the problems they care most about. And, but he somehow weaved those words yeah. so well together with, as an example, <laughs> you know, this is what happened today. He could do that with whatever happened 24 hours before and yeah. potentially crush it. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there's something huh. terrible happening every single day. He could, he could, I think he could draw out that emotion and be topical yeah. um, if he uses that same line. But, you know, he and his coaches are going to have a lot of work just to work on how does he meld the arc of a story with the way he likes to tell the story. And I don't know if that'll get lost along the way. On that same note, how he ended his speech was really interesting. Caused a little bit of a stir in the room. Um, mixed reactions from folks. I think... This is not a direct quote, but I think the line was something along the lines of, uh, you know, if you agree that we've kind of messed up the world, let's... If let's adult, that adults... That adults have yeah. messed up the world, let's give the kids the keys to sort of fix that problem. Um, I'm curious to just kind of get each of your gut reactions to that. Did you find it alienating? I think, Jason, you... you we can go to the tape. You, <laughs> you said... Um, yeah, it was me. On the comment about uh, if you think that... Uh, adults have screwed up the world for kids. I don't. I totally agreed with it, but at the same time, I had this sort of emotional negative. Like, wait, are you calling me out for that? And that, yeah. that could be good or bad, but no, no, it, it does it. have that. That's it has it. that impact on the way I feel about the performance, right? Yeah. I had we adults in there, but I left out the we, so I just said adults. But that's good. I like that. Yeah. I meant to say we. Not it, it struck you as negative, I guess. Yeah. What I try to share, uh, I, I assume it's helpful. I, that's until until Alex tells me to stop doing so. I I, I try to share what I think could impact them negatively. Sure. It's not me personally. I, I just from years of watching contestants participants do this. Uh, there are these moments where you think you're going to have impact because you said something provocative, mm -hmm. and and it's not to us to decide, but we, they need to know that it was provocative. It, yeah. it worked for some. It did work for others. For me, there was this little negative feeling of, okay, I don't disagree with you, but you're calling me out in a way. And then you and, also want my money. And you also want my money. <laughs> and, and you just need to be mindful of yeah. that. I mean, you can't be bland and boring and try to appeal to everyone. You won't get anybody. But if you rub the if, if you really want my money, you got to think about it, right? Well, I mean, I think, number one, they should be pr provocative, and you're inevitably going to have people that love it and hate it. For example, I had seen Jane Goodall speak earlier that day, and she had a similar message. So when he said that, I was like, that totally resonated with me. I'm like, <laughs> right on, we have screwed it up. Um, next week, if I had heard it and I hadn't seen Jane Goodall, I'd be like, oh, why did you say that? Yeah. yeah. So, guys, this is this might. I'm I'm sorry if this is is hard to hear. I think adults screwed up the world. <laughs> I know I'm a young person, and I do think adults right. screwed up the world. I think he's tapping into something. He hasn't quite found the words yet. What I think, and this is a little high-minded, but one of the other comments that he got in the room was, you're, you're trying to say two things. You're saying big societal problems. You want to fix big societal problems. You're also talking about 
diversity in coding and the importance of diversity in coding. I think that a tweak to that line that could tie all of those ideas together really strongly would be, listen, if we want to create a society for everybody, we know the future is technology, and we want to create a society that functions for everyone. So we need to give everyone access to the tools to build it, not just you know, mm. the white. So, so tying it maybe back into diversity and saying, look, if you think the world is unfair, Let's give the kids the ability to build a better future. I, like I trust it. him to find like the right way yeah, to fun. tie those ideas. No, I, I, th I thought the first half, I mean, he really, as I said, he lost me a little bit on his story, but I thought there was kind of a cool line in there of like, hey, I realized that we were just helping you know, uh, old white guys or something right, like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and it was great. I mean, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. And it totally makes sense that you would go from there to thinking, hey, we got to do something about the rest of the world. Uh, so I, I thought that was excellent. But, uh, yeah, I, it, you know what? Sometimes uh, commentary that comes from the coaches, including especially me, I guess I should say, is there are these moments where you hope that everybody's listening and you make a comment just, to, just so that – I make these comments because I hope that everyone sort of learns from it. Hey, there's an upside and downside to provocative statements. Yep. And some people are going to love them and some people are not going to like them. And you got to think about, do I want to be that, make that bold move and say that thing that's going to have that impact? It, it, it may or may not lead to a win. It may lead to a top eight. It may not at all. I think there's a real strong chance that Mike comes out for the third round and his pitch is almost completely different yeah. than what we saw in round two. And we'll have to wait and see. This episode of Fast Pitch is brought to you by SVP Chicago and Rivet. The Fast Pitch Showcase is May 8th. Get your tickets now at svpchicago.org. Special thanks to Fast Pitch creators and SVP Chicago partners, Alex Buck and Jason Elk. If you're interested in getting involved or finding out more about any of these organizations, you'll find links in the show notes for this episode. We hope to see you at the Fast Pitch Showcase on May 8th. In the meantime, I'm Jesse Batend, and thank you for listening.